Hello and welcome, you're listening to Season 3 of the Hypotheticals Podcast. I'm Adriano. I'm Andy, and this week's episode is sponsored by Beyond Brains. Meet the zombies of tomorrow, today. Adriano, I have been thinking about a zombie apocalypse. Nothing to do with what's going on at the moment. Uh, no, but it's good to plan ahead. It is good to plan ahead. Um, and I was thinking, it is quite a tired uh, genre, but what are some more unusual ways that you could survive in a zombie apocalypse that, that maybe people haven't thought about? Uh, no, this is a this is a true challenge. Um, because, yeah, this is the... I, I don't know about you, but this was kind of a pastime among, like teens of my acquaintance or you know youths generally would amuse themselves by speculating about how they might survive and in a way i think it's kind of a personality litmus test um Mm. you know those things where it's like um all right your house is on fire like what's the the one thing that you save and then people sort of judge you based on your (laughs) response you know i save the zombies (laughs) (laughs) that's the correct answer but not everyone gets it (laughs) Um, because there is a certain personality type and, you know, here we're, we're in, it's kind of the Venn diagram, I think, with, uh, we did a previous episode on uh, Doomsday Preppers mm-hmm. and you get the people who are clearly very hungry for it, you know, like for human flesh, uh, arguably, or just <laughs> for a zombie like scenario. Yeah. So that they can kind of prove their, their survival skills and how hard they are. Exactly. Yeah. Like they're, they're, you know, they want the guns, they want the, the, the go bag. They, you know, they, they're, they're just ready for that. That's their fantasy. There's a lot of media for them after all. So yeah, this is the kind of thing. Uh, I mean, have you done a lot of, a lot of speculating about this? Was this a topic with your friends? Uh, yeah, I seem to remember uh, there was a person at university who would talk about it quite a lot. Partly because he, he was diabetic, so he had a lot of thoughts about exactly what he would do in a zombie apocalypse. Oh yeah, that's hard. Because obviously man. he's got to preserve his supply of insulin, so he was mm. like, right, I've got to go to this like medical lab where they'll have a stockpile and I've got to like hole up. So uh, yeah, it got quite involved. Mm. But then there's there's all... For me, it was like people broadly divided into like people who went into you know, massive survival mode and we're like, I've got guns and everything. And people are just like, to be honest, just kill me now. Like, yes. <laughs> if there's a zombie apocalypse, <laughs> I do not want to live in that world, which is fair enough, I think. I probably would fall in somewhere in the middle of that camp. <laughs> yes. Uh, maybe with one of my ideas <laughs> from this segment. Maybe, yeah. I, I mean, uh, like, may as well give a couple of things a try, maybe. But then, yeah, I mean, because the thing is, what kind of world are you trying to survive for, ultimately? It depends on the, the type of apocalypse, I guess. Yeah, um, the, de- the degrees of apocalypse, <laughs> as yeah. far as you can have degrees of uh, total world destruction, I guess. That's true. But, you know, if for, like, have you seen I Am Legend, for example? Yes. Right. That poor dog. Oh my god, don't even. <laughs> um, don't even. But, yeah, he's in a situation where he feels, like, responsible for the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, I can fix it, sort of thing. And so that's kind of special circumstances. If you're just, like a randomer and yeah i mean good luck but anyway that's not the point of the segment the point of the segment is how would you survive so on the assumption that you want to live andy um that's the that's the key here and i guess my i mean my first thought is you get the people who are very ready to fight for their lives against the zombie tide and it's just it's so adversarial and I wonder, do we need to take it to that place? Would it? Would the easiest thing perhaps be to find a way to blend in 
just, you know, like it's a radical new lifestyle, to be sure. Mm. It's a significant <laughs> shift, but it doesn't pay to be too stuck in your ways. You know, the flexible so... survive um, changing social structures. And if you need to develop a taste for human flesh, <laughs> that's just the price of entry into this so brave new world. Just become a zombie? Is that your strategy? Or just pretend to be a zombie, but acting exactly like a zombie? I'm curious about whether that's possible, yeah. And I think. I guess with all of this, it's going to come down to exactly what type of zombie we're talking about. Because they come in different flavours, right? Mm, vanilla, strawberry. Yes. Brains, presumably. Oh, man. Um, like the yeah, hazelnut? Yeah, I think I'm kind of picturing the slow zombie, the, the classic, rather than the fast zombies. Which you see in, like, it, like in I Am Legend, who just, like, are ridiculous and run about all over the place. Yes. Although they have their own peculiarities, um, because they burn in daylight. Uh, yes. So he has his own, and, and they're very scent-based, I think, because he's always glugging that um, stuff around his house so that they can't sniff him out. And he has the big, like, you know, when they raid him and he has the big lamps that he turns on, the floodlights and all the rest of it. So, yeah, you get different flavors. You get the animalistic, like, you can spook them with loud noises or, like, they don't like light, stuff like that. They hunt in a pack kind of thing. And then you get the kind of just, like, a slow tide of flesh that is so dumb that they'll walk off a cliff style of zombie maybe that's the main two kinds to be honest if they're you know unstoppable and fast then i mean just game over really i don't have any plans <laughs> yeah. for that personally no <laughs> so um what would what would blending in with them involve well with the slow ones um it comes actually to be honest it might be easier with the fast ones um in that it's kind of like just a it's more more exciting <laughs> definitely like a more interesting life yeah but like the i am legend ones and I think I'm in danger of revealing that I'm Legend is like the only piece of zombie media that I have absorbed. Possibly. <laughs> hmm, let me think about it. Uh, I think I saw Shaun of the Dead, but that was a, a good long while ago. Mm -hmm. um, and I've played a bunch of like Left for Dead and uh, I think uh, Nazi uh, Sniper Elite Nazi Zombie Army, if that's the correct title. <laughs> it's just a hodgepodge yep. of keywords. So mm -hmm. anyway, yeah, but you know, they basically come in, in these flavors. So I don't think I'm missing too much, hopefully. Um, but the fast ones in, in I Am Legend, they're animalistic, right? So they have their tribe, they have their like patriarchal leaders or whatever. I think they're patriarchal, I can't remember. They have their like, you know, their alphas. And it's kind of like a human wolf pack type deal. So figure out a way to get friendly, you know? I mean, people make friends with wolves. Yes. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I guess if you could engage in some sort of barter system like hey, I can lead you to these people that I don't particularly like, and you can eat them, uh, that that could work. Yeah, or like, I can get you into cans of delicious spam. Like <laughs> I can can you beef. physically, you can spend your life in a can. Doesn't that, that sound fun? <laughs> For the low, low price of 1995, or now. But yeah, you could do things for, you know, like we've got skills that your average zombie doesn't, and it's about trying to, you know, like you've got to bridge that social gap, because they're not going to recognise you as one of their own immediately, but you need to figure out, as with wolves, like what is standing in the way of of that understanding. And I don't exactly know how you make friends with wolves. I think it has to do with body language, um, possibly like strategic uh, licking of the mouth. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of making this up. But you know what I mean? Yeah, Dog there was the style. Wolfman documentary, which I cannot really remember, apart from the fact that he uh, was buddies with loads of wolves. Um, yeah. I, I can't even remember what he did I, I just assumed that he sort of gave them a lot of stake I think there's more to it uh, mm -hmm. I think that, you know, I have to believe that is a simplistic 
I think the dis- the dispensation of treats is no doubt important, but I don't think it's all there is to it. I think the truly what separates the 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 neophyte uh, animal whisperer from the true master um, is how far they've got beyond handing out steak. Mm-hmm. And I think steak is how you'd get the zombies' attention, but it's not what would keep you in there for the long haul. But if you're smart about it, you might be able to figure it out. And you'd have to adapt based on what type of zombie you're dealing with. Because with the fast ones, I imagine it has to do with not acting like prey or and not acting like a threat, you know? Like, don't fight them immediately. Or maybe you've got to puff up, look big, like look like too much of a threat so they don't immediately try and eat you. I don't know. You've got mm. to figure that out. I'm not I'm not an expert. Just just well, you, could like, you could like trap one and then uh learn its ways that way. Maybe oh maybe nurse it back to health like uh you know people who befriend lions yes. by taking thorns out of their paws. That's absolutely uh, perfect. You arrange a scenario where actually you've 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 done it yourself so that you've injured the zombie, but he doesn't know that. Yeah. Uh, so and then you, you cure him. Uh, and then he's like really grateful to you, and maybe he doesn't immediately eat your brains. Um, and then yeah, you you start a beautiful friendship. You've nailed it. We've got a fable about it and everything. That's exactly the right formula. Yeah, capture a zombie, don't kill it, don't vivisect it, whatever. Just uh, yeah, like remove the the injuries you secretly caused, and you're in, mate. Yeah, I, I, that would work with the with the smarter, fast ones. With the slower ones, I think it's much simpler. I think you have to treat them like insects, essentially. You know, like how do you befriend bees, sort of thing. It's about not behaving like something that they perceive as a threat or as something they want to eat in the zombie case. And I think a lot of it is going to come down to figuring out like what is it that they what what like what simplistic. Um, like gradients are they following to find prey? Is it a chemical thing? Is it purely scent based? Do they just smell you? Is it sight? Like, could you just, if you wander around on all fours, are they gonna, <laughs> you know, are you gonna not fit the profile of like running uh-huh. human and they won't chase you down? They're not smart. Yeah. There was recently a thing in the news uh, about um, an AI program, which was like, it's designed to identify various objects by sight. And they they fooled it by there was a picture of an apple and it said yeah I'm I'm confident that's an apple ninety seven percent and then they just stuck a sticker on it which on the apple which said iPad and it said <laughs> this is an iPad nice. <laughs> I'm ninety seven percent sure yes well there so is a if, link if, there Apple does yeah. make iPads so I can understand the confusion <laughs> yeah but I guess um, in this scenario if if the zombies are that level of of identification like yeah if you just like lie down they'll be like uh not alive or uh not not a person i'm gonna carry on or if you just maybe if you just stick a sticker which says brains on like a television or a i don't know on a wall they'll just start (laughs) pouring at it like ineffectually it's possible just trying to eat it yeah or just like do zombie makeup on yourself get that fake blood and everything and they're like ah one of our own okay Mm -hmm. we don't eat we don't eat people like us that's you know actually no i'm just reminded of another uh, zombie thing that I have seen. I'm more cultured than I thought. I've seen World War Z. Mm-hmm. Have you seen World War Z? I haven't. I understand the book is slow zombies and the film is fast zombies. I believe they are fast. There's some impressive visuals. God, I, th- I think I I want to spoil it, but I'm not gonna. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I just realised that like my point hinged on talking about the mechanics of the zombies in World War Z, and that's a spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen it. So I'm sorry. Okay, I, I'm gonna avoid okay, it. Well... I was going to talk about, because um, you mentioned insects, and I was thinking, yeah, I was kind of thinking like, um, you know, army ants, the ones which form these huge columns. I think we've talked about them before, where they can sometimes 
uh, that get confused and form these like swirling spirals Super where they cool. just walk round and round in circles until they all die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I was thinking that, like, and combine that with a game of Snake. So you know the game on like old Nokia phones. Oh yeah, uh, where you'd um, you know put this uh, snake around the screen and gradually it gets longer and longer and you've got to just keep going. Do that, but with the entire world's population of zombies. So you've got like, I'm assuming they're slow zombies in this. You've got a car uh, with some people with, maybe you, you get all the brainiest people in the world, <laughs> the most all the delicious. top scientists with the most delicious brains and you just so uh, dangle them out of the window of this car and you just drive very slowly because you don't need to go that fast mm. and you gradually just gather this trail of zombies and sort of Pied Piper-esque you lead them out of the cities and you go from city to city town to town and it just grows this tail of zombies just shuffling after you yeah. you could rotate people in and out in the cars and things like that um, until yeah so you're not solving the problem because you're you're not destroying any of the zombies but you are removing them from civilization and maybe you just take them out to like the desert and you just you know that's it for the rest of time you're just leading them in trails around the desert gathering more hoping you don't like run into the tail of the zombie you, you need to get like the world's best snake players to, yes. <laughs> to coordinate this they gotta be um, very good but yeah. yeah that's brilliant actually and you know what you've just you've you've nuked me from orbit with the realization that <laughs> there may be a whole generation at this point who doesn't know what snake is yeah because it used to be so prevalent it was like there were a million online flash games that were clones of it it was on everybody's phone but like we're so far beyond it now it was I pretty wonder. much the only game apart from Solitaire that you could you could play like mm-hmm. on on a basic phone or computer. Yeah, yeah, and now I yeah I don't even know what are the kids today doing Fortnite. It's not like Snake Fortnite, at all. I guess. You'd have to explain Snake to them in Fortnite terms, and I just <laughs> I can't even begin. Like there's no loot. I, I don't speak the language. It's unfortunately. a mess. No, it can't be done. But listen, that's a fantastic visual, and I, I'm I'm almost distressed in that I think I've found an easy solution. <laughs> Uh, right. All you got to do is you then you you get those um, those brainiacs that you've been using as bait in a hot air balloon or whatever, and just drift off over a cliff, and the zombos just keep walking, right? <laughs> zombos. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. They're not smart in this context, right? Like the slow ones will do that. I think. I guess it, it depends how resilient they are. Well, you could figure something out, like if they're stupid enough to lemming-like, and lemmings don't actually do this, and I'm sorry, and one day we're going to stop being racist against lemmings, but that day is not today. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, if they're not dumb enough to just walk straight off the cliff, then as you say, I mean, lead them into a desert, and then just vroom, vroom, like, hightail it out of there. You've got to find a way to, like, conceal yourself at that point, I guess, so that they, you know, because at, with no prey, they just stop, right, and hang about until something stimulates them. If you led them all into the Sahara and then just yeah, I guess went. <laughs> also, with the Sahara, the thing is, like, it's so hot. They're just you desiccate. Would, the, I mean, the smell would be awful. <laughs> like, truly awful. Um, yes. But yeah, they would sort of cook. Yeah, and then c- get covered in sand eventually. Like, the wind changes, you know? Like, yeah, stuck in yeah. the middle of a desert is, I think, the optimal place for a zombie horde. Unless you can get them to Antarctica. But, like, how? You'd have to build a bridge. That's a whole different thing. This sounds like the plot to... A sort of alien film, like where you you go to another planet and you're like, huh, a totally deserted planet, and then you're like, let's start mining in the desert, and you like excavate the sand dunes, and you find zombies, like alien zombies, <laughs> and they're just like, ah, oh, we're reactivated from our dormant state, and uh, they kill everyone. That'd be such a fun. Yeah, it's true. Like uh, most zombie fiction seems to focus on the moment of the outbreak, 
that's the first idea I've heard where it's like, yeah, this planet used to have a zombie plague and they sold it in a temporary form by kind of like what we're doing with nuclear waste. Bury it real deep and just hope <laughs> nobody yeah. wants to know what's in that concrete bunker in 10,000 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just assume nobody's going to go poking around in the desert. Hope for the best. Yeah. What other ideas do you have then? Well, um, yeah, I like the idea of baiting them. See, I was thinking more in terms of repelling them. Like, um, the makeup might be enough if you don't look like them. It's, it's my suspicion that they operate generally on a... Like, I think in some settings they lean more in one direction than another. I'm remembering now that The Girl with All the Gifts is a zombie book that I've read, and that's awesome. So, you know what? I know more about zombies than I thought. I was selling myself short. Um, and they're very scent-based there. But there's some visual as well, and some auditory. So I feel like those are the main three, right? They're not using, like, touch to find you. No, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so you've got to not smell like a zombie, not look like a zombie. And the noise thing, like, it's very common that, like, oh, you step on a twig and, you know, the heads snap up and, oh, now they're coming. Um, Mm -hmm. But I don't know what the, you know, because, like, they can't be reacting to every noise like that. Every bit of crumbling masonry sends them into a feeling frenzy. Well, yeah, frenzy. They're, they're so clumsy. They're, like, they'll be stepping on twigs left, right, and centre. Do they always, like, their, like, necks must be really sore right? from all their head snapping, like, <gasps> the over whiplash. there. Uh, no, it was just Jerry again. Darn it, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing they're dead and they don't get tired. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because where's the energy going? Now, the girl with all the gifts is, have you have you read or seen this? I think they made an adaptation. No, no, I haven't. I heard it's it's good, though. I seriously recommend. I've not seen the adaptation. Can't speak for it. Book's amazing. It's really good. And it the it's not a virus in this. It's, um, do you, do you know Cordyceps fungus? Oh, like, uh, which takes over the ants' brains and makes them uh, climb to high places and then, like, explodes out of them. That's exactly right. It gave me mm-hmm. such heebie-jeebies when I first saw that bit of, like, the David Attenborough documentary or whatever. Yeah. If anyone doesn't know what this is and wants the heebie-jeebies, look up <laughs> cordyceps fungus and it mind-controls insects and it's the creepiest thing in the world. Yeah, so this is this is a fungus that has, like, jumped the species barrier um, and has found a home in the human bloodstream basically and um yeah so they're very um it it, it hardwires the human nervous system basically um and most of your faculties are gone but you retain like a certain amount of visual processing and olfactory processing and auditory processing so like when there's a noise they'll be distracted like they'll look over um but they won't like run over unless there's more triggers sort of thing and the strongest trigger is like the scent of human flesh Right. So just like roll around in fox poo or like animal corp. I don't know, like whatever is uninteresting to them, but like really pungent. Maybe enough like body spray, you know, raid that supermarket. Oh, yeah, Lynx could be our savior here. Yeah. Enough Lynx Africa and we can save the world. Right. Like the, the amount that like a 13 year old boy who thinks he's going to be a hit <laughs> among women, like that mm. quantity of antiperspirant is what we need. Yeah, where you hold it for like five seconds until your armpit is ice cold. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that yeah. should do it. But like all over, like the general, like the, the the misting, the cloud that some people emerge from. Like mm. the guy in the locker room that gets it out and starts shaking the bottle and you're like, oh God, I wish I'd gotten changed earlier. Like I need to get out of here. The atmosphere is going to become unbreathable very shortly. There, <laughs> I swear there was at least one in my high school. Do you remember the really quite uh, misogynistic Lynx ads where oh, there'd God. be a guy... 
uh, spraying himself all over with with the deodorant, mm-hmm. and then all these scantily clad women would just run at him. Yes, do you remember that? I do. I, you could do a great pastiche of that in this new world where he's spraying himself all over with the body spray and then there's just a horde of zombies and they don't care at all. That's Yeah, that's <laughs> and, fantastic. And he just looks really smug. Or they're all running, right? And you're like, oh god, yeah. he's going to get it. And then it turns out they're chasing some other goon who's wearing the next leading brand and the guy's just <laughs> running along with them like, I'm just out for my morning jog. I don't even care. Got yeah. my links. Yeah. God, those adverts really were misogynistic. Yeah, and not that long ago. No, it's ah, distressing. Good times. Ah, social mm. progress. <laughs> good thing misogyny will be a thing of the past once the zombies take over. They're pretty indiscriminate, <laughs> I think. Um, uh, but yeah, body well, spray. Yeah, I've had some ideas for if zombies uh, kind of just become part of our world. Mm. Like, we harness them and we make them, you know, much like many things humanity has done, we bend it to our will in things it wasn't really designed to do uh, from the first place. So... Um, the first is that you could uh, use zombies for power. So, like, in many of these things, there's no real... You don't get a sense of how the zombies are powered. Like, they don't seem to eat enough to keep going. Mm. And also they're dead. And also it's like, they're not like they're solar powered. Like, how do they keep moving? So it's like, you've got an uh, an endlessly renewable energy source in the form of zombies. Yeah. They just So go. you just hook up a load of zombies to a turbine. And much like a sort of carrot on a stick, you dangle some brains in front of them. And you just have yourself an infinite source of power. It's true, yeah. If you're if you're able to contain the infection, like if only a few hundred people like get got, then yeah, yeah you're done. Close all the other power plants. Just like a, a big treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's not limited to power. You can have you can use them as transport. So like you know on horses, uh, where they used to attach blinkers so they could only see um kind of directly in front of them oh, so yeah. they weren't spooked. You kind of do that to a zombie, or even maybe just a blindfold. Maybe. Um, so you like oh, restrict like their attention falcon. somehow. Yeah, yeah, exactly, like a falcon. Um, and so by doing that, you can turn them into great beasts of burden because they never get tired. Um, yeah, they're you could, super strong. You could like remove their teeth, like maybe like you would spay a cat. Um, oh yeah. Or, or may- maybe just remove their gonads for good good measure, just to be safe. You don't want them bleeding. Uh, it's going to get complicated. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and so in that way you tame them, and even you know, even if your pet zombie uh, comes up and gums you, they're not going to you know spread the infection or do any real damage. So domesticated zombies. I mean, yeah, I, I, they probably wouldn't be popular as pets because let's face it, the smell uh, and the also the horrifying character. visage. But mm. <laughs> you could certainly use them, uh, you know, for for if if for example um, you're at the end of a zombie apocalypse, you know, you don't have many zombies left, but the ones that were there killed all your animals. Like you don't have any horses or anything left. Mm. You're relying on the, the few zombies that are left to, uh, to do the, the heavy lifting. Yeah. You'd have an incredible, like, um, sort of Victorian Renaissance where like the, the living creature, like the horse was the, the, the motive power essentially like around the Mm. metropolis uh, and it's that, except it's, yeah, just, like, metal as hell, because it's just zombies pulling everyone's buggies and carts and things. Yeah, motivated by, <laughs> just handfuls of brains, like, <laughs> there's a good good zombie, and you just, like, hold up a palm full of <laughs> <laughs> pig brain mulch. Mm-hmm. Just there's, there's tender cerebellums. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. Or, like, you know, like a, a haunch of meat on a, you know, on a fishing pole, just, like, dangling in front of them endlessly <laughs> running after it you could figure out ways i'm sure and you know i mean even the stench and the horrifying visage like for large portions of history people have have been accustomed and indeed even happy with the idea of slaves and i mean like mm. 
sometimes slaves that were still slaves but treated reasonably well um you know right the way through the spectrum to like servants who were ostensibly happy with what they do i don't know downtown abbey it's not important but at, at the other end of the spectrum you've got like the poor guys building the pyramids or what have you and i mean they're gonna be emaciated they're gonna be unhealthy they probably stink like how far away are we from the undead i don't know like some of them would have been pretty close <laughs> oh, to death you know what i mean yeah just saying yeah. people get used to some weird stuff mm. uh but yeah i was thinking like oh we've we've done power we've done transport uh we could touch on a few old topics that we've done so let's mm. talk films so suddenly zombie films become much cheaper to make <laughs> because you don't need any uh actors really uh for the most of the parts you don't need any makeup you don't need any special effects and so, you know, you might l lose a few of your human actors along the way, but it's worth it for the savings on special effects. Um, yeah. And so you can make these these huge, you know, sprawling epics because you've got this almost, you know, maybe perhaps a limitless resource, you know, oh, we need some, some more zombies, you know, let them loose in, <laughs> let them loose in Torquay for a while. Sorry, Torquay. Uh, and uh, we'll some get some more. you don't care about. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, we've got some more actors. Brilliant. Um and you might have some really dedicated method actors like Christian Bale, who might be persuaded to actually become a zombie for the sake of <laughs> the role. role you know, yeah. He's done extreme weight gain, extreme weight loss, all sorts of things. Now, what's the next <laughs> frontier for Christian Bale? Becoming the undead. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's like, that's uh, that's Oscar bait. Like the first actor who does that and is convincing. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, he's I, I liked him before he became a zombie, but the, the work he's done since has been... <laughs> has been excellent and that's what leo did after all as we famously discussed <laughs> in a previous episode or dicaprio oscarless for so long finally became the revenant and there it was so you know tried and tested formula yeah you've got to do really disgusting stuff to <laughs> to get those oscars it was yeah. And you, but it is yeah. So oh, sorry. No, no. I was just going to say you could probably branch out the genre a little bit because, like, the zombie film would become so played, so like even more than it is now, overdone that you'd mm. probably, you know, you'd start branching out into like, um, like it's a Pride and Prejudice style historical romance, but zombies, you know, etc. Because they just they got. Have you out. seen? Have you seen Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? Oh god, that's a real thing. I didn't pluck that from my brain yeah. at all. Oh, it is, and it is surprisingly good. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah it's not it's not as terrible as it sounds uh, what's the what's the dealio there like is it just pride and prejudice but in a just I, what is it yeah kind of yeah it's just like um you know uh i can't remember a quote from pride and prejudice the really famous one uh, a man in search of a no fortune man in possession of fortune <laughs> can't speak a man in possession of a fortune must be in want of a wife i think that's pride and prejudice so it's that and then the mansion is attacked by zombies so um oh amazing yeah, it's great okay fine well yeah then you'd just get more of that there we go we're already doing it yeah and you i guess you could like um uh in terms of other films like space films suddenly you can um film kind of aliens like outside in space because they're not gonna be affected by uh, being outside in space that's fine oh, yeah. so you've got actors who can now go out there and you just you know you put makeup on your zombies and turn them into something else yeah that's true i mean you know doing the makeup is probably a little bit challenging, but you could just spray them just spray them with silver paint yeah spray tan Stri strictly come dancing would be a lot more fun 
Oh, <laughs> especially yeah. if one, especially if the professional dancers were actually human. Yes, <laughs> it it becomes an endurance contest for how long you can stop your zombie partner from biting you. Imagine the amazing new dance crazes we come up with, though. Like they would go <laughs> viral on TikTok. Let me tell you, because you'd start off with like you know you'd just be in an, like an armored sort of like bear fighting suit. Um, just to stop them biting and then like eventually like the really skilled guys uh, it becomes more of a matador thing like you don't wear armor to show how macho and uh, capable you are be be great for the pasadoble you know where you're pretending to be a bullfighter there we are you've got the cape and it's like running at you and you're like haha it's spot on yeah Yeah. and the cape is just dipped in brains yeah that would actually be a lot more I guess would it be more ethical I'm trying to think is that a more ethical way of doing bullfighting (laughs) You know, I'm going to say yes, on the grounds that they're already dead, and um, they're not going to object, I feel. I guess, how dead can you be, though, (laughs) if you're still walking about? I don't know. You do have to change the definitions. I mean, death is fuzzy, is my understanding. We like to think of it as a nice, neat, binary state, but like, if you work in the medical field, then you come to realise that it's like you know not so Mm -hmm. clear cut so undeath certainly opens up a whole new uncanny valley but like bulls are very decidedly on this side of whatever zombies are on the other side of so i'm still on i'm on the side of the bulls here i think the really difficult thing is that zombies don't just come out of nowhere like it is gonna be people's loved ones and people are gonna recognize them yeah and it's kind of also it's a property thing because like I think the family owns the corpse, right? Like when someone dies? Is that right? Uh, I have no idea, actually. Because corpse snatching is a crime, right? You're not allowed to just... Like someone owns those. It's theft. Yeah, but are you stealing it from the state or from the people? Gosh, I hope it's the people. Because if it's the state and they by default own all corpses, they will find a way to keep hold of all the zombies. (laughs) And I don't want the government with that much power. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah you get charged for destruction of government property if you kill a zombie it's a troubling idea i think yeah i mean like apart from anything else like the wars that were before the zombie armies like i just don't want to go there i'm happier with the idea of like people finding ways to put you know aunt susan like to work in a way that benefits <laughs> like they're sorry obviously that this happened to her like it sucks but mm-hmm. she's happy enough <laughs> in a way it's hard to tell i don't know what are you gonna do like you either kill her again go through all that heartbreak or you let her star in you know the next epic blockbuster pride and prejudice with zombies in space (laughs) just keep adding things (laughs) more and more more. nazi zombie army sniper elite in space pride and prejudice three (laughs) the return I was also thinking of um, of reality TV as well, which we've also covered. Mm. But you could have a TV show, and I've slightly adapted this from, I think Charlie Brooker did a thing, I never saw it, I wanted to, where it was like Big Brother, but there was a zombie outbreak. Um, can't remember what it was called, but it, it's a bit like that. So you have a TV show where the whole premise is that there's a group of contestants, but one of them has been bitten by a zombie. And they, and the contestants, or possibly the public, have to try and work out who it is that's been bitten and eliminate them <laughs> from the group before they change into a zombie and kill the remaining contestants. Oh, so it's, it's like very accelerated or is this like a slow burn uh, zombie this, virus? This is if it would be like, you know, if it takes a week or something to actually transform. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's fun. 
like I mean, yeah, it would add a, a, an element of terror, which I think is always fun in reality TV. Yeah, I think that's the conclusion we came to when we were making up um, reality TV <laughs> and game shows and stuff, is that, like, mm. insufficient terror in the current setup. There's some, yes. but not enough. Yeah, that's that's my ideas in terms of uh, incorporating them into our lives. That's really good. Yeah, I like the idea of, of and I, I think Shaun of the Dead um, ends in such a way, right? Like uh, they find a way to get them doing minimum wage jobs, like they just slot them into society. That's good. You'd run into all kinds of issues, unfortunately, because they'd be a major shift, like all the out of work extras previously, you know, doing all the zombies in the background. <laughs> like if you manage to get yeah. them doing minimum wage, like simple jobs, like in Amazon, you know, warehouses or, or delivering people's food. Cause I don't think they have any interest in normal food, right? They might make great oh, delivery drivers. Your... <laughs> what more could uh, prepare you for your lovely meal than the stench of rotting human flesh? <laughs> <laughs> You'd figure something out. I don't know. The point is like, don't underestimate the driving force of capitalism. People want yeah. that cheddar and they will yeah, exploit like... the undead for it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, the automation, you know, the industrial revolution and, and automation of the kind of early 20th century. Mm. You'll have unions rising up against the zombies, like get them out of the workforce. Yes. And then it becomes a question of whether they're successful or whether they're like um, Hermione's SPW Society for the promotion of elfish elfish well, elfish welfare <laughs> welfish welfare <laughs> welfare of the welsh that's what she was concerned with yeah which was you know which she was derided for in the books even though she's literally the only wizard or witch who is anti-slavery apparently yeah apparently so mm. anyway yeah uh, <laughs> so you'd have to manage that kind of invasive species element and in in similar vein um i was thinking less socially but more in terms of species and ecosystem so if zombies this is again a scenario where maybe they don't take over to the degree that it's like just you left or just you and your family or like what you know what i mean where like there are strong new invasive species that you have to manage um just like the coronavirus hasn't killed everybody but it's like being a, been a big enough new player uh, and on the, the world stage that we had to like sit up and pay attention. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what do you do? And this this is almost entirely born from a, a recent uh, True Facts video I watched with my fiance. Are you familiar with these? Uh, yeah, by Zay Frank, right? That's the guy. I understand he owns BuzzFeed, which lowers my estimation of him significantly. Does he own it now? I knew he worked there. Oh, really? I don't know. He's in some way <laughs> affiliated with BuzzFeed, and I mean no likey, but um, that's just me being judgmental. Uh, <laughs> the videos he makes are brilliant. I mm. really like the true facts. Anyway. What was the most recent one you watched then? It was about, I can't remember what it was called, but it was about camouflage in the rainforest. Okay. And you get all the different kinds. You get the kind where um, they, you know, the bugs and stuff try to look like something inedible, just inert, like, oh, you're a bit of bark, you're a leaf, whatever. You get ignored. Mm -hmm. You get the ones where they try and look like um, something toxic. Um, so, yep. like, that that species of frog over there is poisonous. I'm going to look like them. Don't eat me, haha, <laughs> sort of thing. Um, you get the ones that just look like something like undesirable. The, one of the ones that blew me away was um, there's a species of moth or something that lays its parasitic to like a specific plant and it will lay its egg clusters on these plants. 
But um, in order to maximize like food for its young and like territory, it doesn't want to lay them where there's already a cluster of eggs of its same species. So they look like these little like yellow blobs, the, the eggs, and um, the plants have started evolving little yellow speckles or like weird huh. frondy to look like the eggs. So they're like, oh, I'm already covered in eggs. Don't lay mm-hmm. any eggs on me. No, I'm already, you know, that, that's amazing. And then you get the ones where like there's a caterpillar that looks like a snake and, you know, the butterflies with the, the fake eyes on their wings to, so that yes. you go to bite mm-hmm. them and they're like, pa, no, I have a face on here. Oh, you're spooked. <laughs> ah, didn't expect that. And then, you know, that's enough time for them to get away. Or even another favorite, there's a butterfly or a moth with a second like it's got its head with the antenna at one end. And then at the right at the, at the on the caboose. Um, on the rear tip of its wings, it has a design that looks like another head with two little wiggly antenna that it can independently move. With the idea right. being that it's better to be bitten on the bum than the head, <laughs> and maybe that gives you the extra second you need to escape. Oh, it's, it, that's just what it's into: is people biting <laughs> on the bum. <laughs> it's just a kink that's gone way out of hand. It's species wide now; <laughs> they can't stop. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to kink shame the bugs. The point is, I think they're onto something. So mm-hmm. if zombies are an invasive species and they operate with these like fairly simple triggers, because like we're guilty of this ourselves, we think we're sophisticated creatures, you know, but like I see a caterpillar that flips upside down and suddenly it's got like the head of a snake. I'm, I go, Wah! And, and I don't eat the caterpillar in that instant. <laughs> so it works. <laughs> and i'm saying zombies like they like the smell of human flesh they like a thing that looks like a running humanoid um the noise thing i'm just going to discount because i think that just gets their attention unless they're like drawn to human voices or whatever that's easy enough just like talk through a kazoo figure something out <laughs> but like your look and your scent so i talked about already like rolling fox doings whatever fine yeah but your look what do you do maybe makeup is insufficient but like maybe and this is my fiance's idea maybe you can um, just, like, wear... Everyone wears the same color. Like, everyone wears high-vis vests or whatever. You know, like the wasps do or the frogs or whatever. Bad for the individual, because um, you're going to stand right. out. Terrible camouflage. You get it. But then uh, they feel terrible afterwards, right? You've got to also find a way to make yourself toxic to the zombie. <laughs> Mm-hmm. but like you don't have to do that forever so even if it's arduous or difficult or expensive like you've got to bathe daily in like ridiculous substances maybe it's really bad for you give yourself mercury poisoning so then you pass that on I, you know figure it out whatever's bad for zombies do that and wear really obvious clothes and then some of you are going to get it but that's the price you pay so that they learn as a species that it's not worth the aggro and they leave everyone else alone yeah, that could work, actually. Oh, although I just thought as well, you could do this on a, a more technological scale. So have you heard about um, kind of free-roaming cattle, the way that they stop them from just literally just wandering off? Cattle grids? That's one way, but if you're like literally in a massive kind of rewilded area and you want to keep them in, you know, without any fences or anything, what they have is um, their collars, and when they start approaching the the limits of the place it'll give them a mild electric shock oh, right. after beeping if they you know if they keep going when it starts beeping oh. it'll give them a little shock mm-hmm. so obviously you know they'll get shocked a few times but then when they hear the beeping they'll just like right i'm gonna turn around and they're fine um so you just have shock collars or i don't know what would disincentivize a zombie um you i don't know probably electricity might do it it might do <laughs> yeah they'd spasm uh, and maybe they don't like that 
Yeah, and uh, maybe a, a finger falls off or something. Um, or fire. And, they uh, hate fire as a rule. So, like, intense heat. Ah, a little, little bit of heat, yeah. So, you have Singer. a heat collar. Mm. And so, you know, you're like, fine, you can, you can, you know, live in this bit. Live, in quotes. <laughs> Unlive, whatever. <laughs> whatever uh, it is you guys are doing. In this area. Don't ask, don't um, But don't, don't come into our town, you know, like... Yeah. Um, you know, you can you can exist in peace, but not not where you're gonna literally eat us. Um, <laughs> so you could have like um, the the bravest uh, people who are remaining would be tasked with like, you know how you tag, you know, wild animals like mm-hmm. uh, you know like eagles or whales. I don't know how you do it with like a dart gun or a uh, like a, a ring around the the, the ankle. Yeah, you just have uh, people tasked with or going out and doing big that. Big old earring. Not gold, yeah. <laughs> a big old earring. <laughs> a big Not gold. a big gold one. That gets expensive too fast. <laughs> if only there were a cheaper way. Yeah, and then you could also track the zombies so you could tell exactly where they all were. That's smart. That That's good in a scenario where there's like not so many of them. And yes. I don't know if people will be incentivized. Like, I feel like that's hundreds of years in the future when we've decided that they're an extant form of life that deserves some rights. And all, you know what I mean? That's after the unions have prevailed and there's been like the equal <laughs> rights movement. Initially, people would just do that for personal profit because that's a great way of like training them, corralling them, using them to pull your wagons and all the rest of it. But that's, you know, that's a, that's very helpful. And actually, yeah, what can we find that is unpleasant that doesn't rely on them being tagged in the first place so that you can administer it. Like, can they... Because in I Am Legend, they don't like light. They're easily burned. That's nice and easy. Your slow zombies tend to appear impervious, but maybe we just haven't, like... Because people in the movies and stuff are often in such a frenzy. They don't properly run the tests. Maybe there's a genre of music they really don't like. Or, you know, <laughs> something that will, like... Because you can you can really irritate dogs with the noise of the right pitch, say. Mm. Like, what is there that's different about their biology that makes them vulnerable? We found one song that the zombies absolutely cannot stand, and it is, it is One Step Beyond by Madness. <laughs> and so the entire world is just a constant loop of One Step Beyond by Madness. And everyone is going literally insane, but they aren't being eaten by zombies, so it's fine. <laughs> I haven't heard this song, I don't think, and I'm f- what? I may have done, but oh. I'm frightened to look it up because I... I know two other songs by Madness, Baggy Trousers and yep. House of Fun, yep. and they're the catchiest things in the world. <laughs> oh, please look up One Step Beyond, please. Oh, please, please. God, it's such an earworm. <laughs> they're such earworms, the others. I can only imagine this one is... Okay, maybe that's why the zombies are so afraid of it. Yeah, it's the, it is the kind of song where you could use it as torture if you just played it on, on loop. It's a great song, but if you just if that was all you had, you, you would go mad. You know what they're <laughs> aptly named? I don't know what, like, bizarre circuitry madness tapped into, but, like, they figured out, like, the mathematics of the human psyche. Those songs just drill right in. That's amazing. Okay, corralling them, um, bombarding them with, like, music and stuff using camouflage or the opposite of camo also good now here's another thing they may be easier to disorient and confuse than we previously thought like if you put a bit of thought and some resources into it like do they understand mirrors (laughs) right because only your smarter animals do is my understanding so like what happens if you sight your base at the center of a mirror maze I guess the disadvantage would be you might one zombie might wander in and you're like ah a horde of zombies. 
we're under attack it's just one you need special training <laughs> it would make it hard to know how many we're approaching that's true um but maybe like mirror suits you know like oh, stuff to, to confuse like break up that outline and just not look like an edible thing yeah because they're weird in that they they want to eat things that look like themselves but behave differently so the the you know the distinction is quite fine it must be possible to mess with that hmm and yeah if if they can just see a sort of moving massive shimmering light they're not gonna think you know time time for food right probably fall to their knees it's time for the zombie rapture or whatever <laughs> like it's gonna confuse the hell out of them yeah all these little glimpses of of parts of zombies it's like what is this thing <laughs> Like the Ur zombie. <laughs> we just follow to the promised land. Brains. And then you run off a cliff. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. Um <laughs> I have a, a couple of much sillier ideas. Mm-hmm. Um But you know, I feel like this is a safe space. Yeah, yeah. Oh <laughs> t- tell the group. There's no ideas. Wait. All ideas are good ideas. I was gonna, I was about to say no ideas are good ideas, but that that is probably true. <laughs> That's our new tagline. <laughs> okay. Um, so, Andy, you know about science. Um, uh, ooh, I've heard of it. <laughs> when birds mimic each other, what is the purpose there? Like, what are parrots for? Um, what are parrots for? Do you have any idea? Like, that tactic, you know? Because, like, my understanding is that the dawn chorus is just a load of birds yelling, like, This is my tree! I'm over here! Have sex with me! Like, you know? (laughs) It's just, like, dominance, territory, mating calls, right? Mm. And they need it to be, like, distinctive. Like, I am this species, I am this individual. Like, that's the message being conveyed. So what is up when a bird mimics another bird's call? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure, actually. I wonder if it's something to do with uh, the degree with which they're able to mimic it is itself, like, a sign of, you know, their their potential as as a mate. I don't know. I hadn't considered that, but it's brilliant it's like people's propensity to like sleep with literature professors or whatever like they demonstrate (laughs) how above it all they are and how like critical of it all and just you know subversive and ironic and all of that is very attractive okay parrots are the original observational comedians (laughs) They've got it all, the, the, the world's satirists. Yeah, like, this guy going, sounds like Have this. you ever noticed? Yeah. Have you ever noticed how this this sounds like this? Or, but they just distill it right down to the, the core, which is just them making the noise. Yeah. That, well, it's a deadpan delivery. Like, it's that that perfect, like, you can't tell whether they're joking or not, which means that, you know, they're the smartest. A dead, dead parrot delivery. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. No wonder that sketch was so popular. <laughs> okay well look i hadn't thought of that my assumption was that the parrot's aim is to confuse okay can you similarly like maybe that messes with other birds that are trying to be territorial because like oh now the noise is coming from over there i don't know what's... i have no idea why that would be beneficial andy i have no idea whatsoever but i did write it down <laughs> can you mm-hmm. similarly confuse zombies are they social you know like you snap a twig and they all come running that seems unrealistic they can't go chasing every twig but, like, when they all start groaning a particular groan, like, is that, like, the there's food groan? Do they dance for each other as bees do? Are they just <laughs> reliant on, like, observing other zombies running and being like, I will now follow, you know? Because, like, those guys at the back of the zombie crowd, they didn't see you. 
they saw the other zombies going for it and decided to sprint after them, right? <laughs> you've got you've got watch over this um you know, this this massive crowd of zombies through your binoculars. And they're like, My god, one seltzering, we gotta get out of here. They're up to us. <laughs> yes, exactly. And the point is if they did indeed communicate through the medium of salsa, then <laughs> there will be ways to confuse with like, say, um, I don't know, something as simple as a scarecrow animated by the wind might throw off their signaling, right? Mm. Or blasting like groans of different frequencies in different locations out of speakers or you know, like mimicking zombie behavior with like carefully trained professionals to like tell them, no, food food is the other way. Or you just release a flock of parrots. <laughs> the most confusing. <laughs> you know, like how uh, there's all the, um, is it cockatoos in London, which now live in all the parks, uh, all the little oh, green parrot parakeets. birds. Parakeets, yes, they're great. Parakeets, that's it. Um, and So yeah, you just make, make this species uh, endemic to every you know, wreak havoc on the ecosystem, but I think the zombies have probably done that already. Um, <laughs> probably. And yeah, they just confuse the hell out of them because they just re- repeat everything they say back to them. Yeah, and I mean, that's going to madden them. Again, the, yeah, there's, they don't sleep, so there's no escape from the madness. Psychological warfare might be like the great untapped reservoir of tactics to foil the simple zombie. Do you want to make a zombie insane? <laughs> is that a good idea? I want to make a zombie depressed because I feel like uh... the main problem is that they're, that they're active. Mm. If we could just make them lie down and accept death. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they need. They need (laughs) counselling. I mean, really, don't we all? (laughs) Well, true. So, yeah, that would actually, that might be the optimum. Just deploying like an army of empathic. It's like a situation where, um, you know, there's been these programs to like defund the police by uh instead starting with like um trained mental health professionals and stuff and they send those yeah yeah you know and they've turned out to be quite successful like go figure like Mm -hmm. armed macho aggressive people whose job it is to break up like you know riots and fight bad guys are not necessarily well trained in situations where people are distressed and upset and zombies are if nothing else upset (laughs) <laughs> i think so yeah maybe again we we've looped back to fighting them as the first instinct is probably not the way to go although having said that i have now got an image of like riot police and all the techniques they use against a horde of zombies would actually be quite effective like a water cannon yeah against zombies that would obliterate them. <laughs> like, they just fall apart. If they're quite ragged at, by this point, I suppose. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, a tear gas, possibly less so. I don't know if they Yeah, breathe. less so. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, water count, like, that's an inexpensive way to manage a, a horde. Yeah, so there's, like, if you did want to declare open war, but that's the kind of thing people already speculate about, you know? Like, digging the trenches, planting the mines, the fire, it's, yeah, <laughs> I, whatever. Yeah. If you like. Okay. <laughs> well, speaking of birds. Um... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Much better. <laughs> Now we're in hypotheticals territory. <laughs> Speaking of birds. Speaking of birds. Uh, so I want to instigate a breeding program, not of parrots, but of vultures. So oh. why put yourself in danger when you can improve the population of some endangered species and have them wage war on zombies at the same time? That's perfect. Yeah, they smell like their food. They are just, yeah, absolutely. Vultures are the zombies to zombies. Like, yes. they just eat them for no apparent well (laughs) to the zombies like why do you keep eating us we haven't done anything to you and the vultures like you are just food so 
you know, there's no real way that the zombies could defend themselves. They're too kind of clumsy, I think. Uh, and yeah, they're just a prime target, right? I think so, yeah. I mean, an attack from the air by like a swarm of eagle-eyed, unstoppable, like razor-beaked zombie-devouring machines. And, and a vulture is quite large, isn't it? Like the wingspan, they'll buff you. Can you can get some really large ones, yeah, yeah. That, I had, I had not considered that. That's absolutely perfect. You wouldn't even need to train them. They go after the stench <laughs> of dead flesh. Like, it's ideal. <laughs> yeah. it's just there's a bunch of carrion. Like, here you go. And, like, you know, one thing they don't often talk about is uh, the cleanup operation. Like, you know, you're waging war on mm. on millions of zombies. Who cleans that right. up? Like, we just leave them all there? So, like, in this scenario, not a problem, because they, they dispose of it themselves. Yeah, then it's just the bones to deal with. And that, that's easier, drier, more hygienic. That's fantastic. Honestly, I'm floored. Uh, my next idea is going to sound... <laughs> doubly silly <laughs> okay. um, <laughs> i'm ready for double silly we talked about deploying counselors or empaths of some kind but what about just you know like figuring things out from their perspective and this might work in a situation where they have integrated a bit more in our society um their diet of preference like brains extremely fatty tissue as i understand it can we get zombie dietitians to advise against this fad diet? <laughs> it's not varied. It's not sustainable. And it's not healthy. Mm. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what would they advise instead? I get. Oh, I guess you could have, you know, obviously at the moment there's the rise of the uh, vegan meat products. So like mm -hmm. the Beyond Burger and all, all the ones which like it replicates the texture and taste of, of meat. Um, but it's all made out of plants. Yeah. You just need that. So you get the Beyond Company or whatever to work on, uh, instead of a burger, the perfect human brain. Beyond Brains, <laughs> you know. it alliterates as perfect. <laughs> I love it already. I'll try it. That sounds great. Oh, beyond, beyond Brains would be brilliant. Amazing. Yeah, and then you just feed that to your, your zombie population and they're, they're perfectly happy. Right. It's optimal. Healthier and for you and for them, and it leads it leads <laughs> to a whole new genre because we have the vegetarian vampire as mm -hmm. a staple of our supernatural romance fiction, and not vegetarian in literally, but like the animals, not humans, which is vegetarianism to a vampire, right? So yeah, vegan zombies like are as yet unexplored targets of uh, lust, and I think <laughs> <laughs> there's a deep well. <laughs> Listen, it wouldn't be quite the same as Twilight, would it? Because the whole time Bella's like, "Ah, oh, Edward, please turn me into a zombie, please, please—not uh, a zombie, sorry." <laughs> That's what I was getting to. Please turn me into a vampire, uh, please, please. Yes, uh, I so want to be like super strength and super beautiful, mm. and like I can run everywhere. And he's like, "Oh, I don't want to." And then eventually, obviously, spoilers, she does. <laughs> in a zombie one it's like oh i so want to be a zombie please i want my arm to fall off and i want my face to be all rotting now listen you're selling them short first of all stephanie mayer <laughs> took some liberties because i mean edward sparkles right yes many uh -huh. vampires historically i mean look at nosferatu the original mm -hmm. count dracula had hairy palms and was like a weird uh, crusty old spider guy who crawled around on the walls like you know they haven't always yeah. been your sexy sleek modern vampire well, you know standards of beauty have changed over time adriano and i don't think it's fair for you to say that they weren't attractive well okay but standards of beauty change is exactly the point i'm trying to make okay so a we could get used to zombies as they are um or b zombies don't always have to look like the zombies of today i mean the you know modern day vampires don't look like 
the the vampires of latter year and uh yeah i can picture like a sparkly well preserved uh undead to you know make make teen girls hearts throb i don't know (laughs) You've just given me a great slogan for the Beyond Brains campaign ad, which is Beyond Brains, the zombies of tomorrow, today. Nice. I can picture (laughs) the guy with the thumbs up on the cover, just like a succulent brain in one hand and just a grin, (laughs) ting on his teeth. Fantastic. He loves it. Well, look, speaking of brains, this is, I want to throw this out there because it's the the best idea. Um, And again, I, I have to credit Fedra with this. I didn't have it, but it was an extension of wearing high-vis clothing and um, and teaching the zombies that, like, you are just, you know, full to the brim with mercury or arsenic or whatever you've been dosing yourself with. What if instead, and here, this assumes that you're the guy in the lab, right? You're I Am Legend or whatever. Um, clone yourself a bunch of times, but make the clones brainless, right? Or, like, with as little <laughs> as, you know, teach them that uh-huh. way. And that way you don't have to sacrifice, like, yourself or your family members. Like, can we... Oh, I see. So you're teaching them that, like, they're like, it's like when you uh, unwrap a Christmas present and it looks really good and then it's like, I don't know, a jumper that you didn't want. Exactly. And your child like, has learned uh-huh. a valuable lesson, not to hope. <laughs> exactly. We can <laughs> we can teach the zombies that. Yeah. We just got to apply, because they, they are born, unborn, whatever it is, with a very basic primal drive to seek and consume that which looks like a human. And we just need mm-hmm. to subvert that basically and then they'll be fine they'll go after the i don't know the cows or whatever something we care about less presumably hopefully Uh maybe we can like you know maybe there's species that need thinning out actually maybe we can like direct them they're they're simple creatures and it should be possible uh with enough clones to you know (laughs) manipulate these these basic triggers do they have any predators that we could because you know like whoops we introduced rabbits to australia now they're everywhere, breeding like, wouldn't you know, rabbits. Or like, you know, what do we do now? Okay, bring foxes over. Did they do this? I don't know. I don't want to give them any ideas because I think, that, you know, you'd just end up with an escalation. Then you need something that eats foxes. Is there something that eats zombies, though? Hmm. Vultures. Well, in the in the UK, there's uh, the debate at the moment about rewilding, like reintroducing species which used to live here until we killed them all. Mm. And for some reason, re- putting them back is, is a massive deal. Um, Bring back the wolves and cowards. Exactly. There's wolves. There's there's lynx, which doesn't even eat uh, livestock that much. But like, yeah, if you bring back wolves, you bring back bears. Suddenly, there's a real reason to restore these species because, like, hey, we need something to eat all the zombies. (laughs) What better than a grizzly bear or like a brown bear that could take one on? Did we have bears, Andy? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh my god. Yeah. And uh, boar, and uh, what? At one point, we had elephants. I don't think anyone's proposing that we bring back elephants. Hang but... <laughs> on, seriously? What? In the U- I guess when there was a land bridge across the channel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and when it was a lot, a lot warmer, I think. Yeah, I'll bet. Wowzers. Yeah, this is a complete tangent, but one of the reasons that um, you know, like some of our trees, they coppice them, so like they cut cut them right back to the base, mm. and then they they grow again. Yep. One of the arguments for why we have trees that do that is because that there were elephants. So, like, the elephants would knock down oh. trees a lot, so they'd need to be able to regrow from very, you know, being completely decimated by elephants. I love that we are here busy indulging a tree's kink, essentially, that got foisted <laughs> on it by elephants millions of years ago. Like, mm-hmm. that's amazing. 
And that's the level of artistry and thought that needs to go into managing this new invasive species. Yeah, I think the vulture thing <laughs> hits the nail on the head. I was picturing something armored, like an armadillo, like a like a really determined armadillo or something, just impervious <laughs> to the bites, you know, but somehow hungry for that zombie flesh. But I, I think vultures will do it. Yeah, or like, yeah, in the UK, it could be red kites. They've had a big resurgence and you often see them like eating carrion that's been hit on like they they follow motorways basically like their distribution it's really weird because they just eat all the roadkill so yeah just replace roadkill with zombies jobs are good i think that's it i think we, we you've absolutely nailed it this real rewilding program we don't even need to exterminate them all it can be done naturally without the use of chemicals there doesn't need to be a big <laughs> panic about it we just need to get on the same page and be smart Bring back sharks, that'll sort it out. <laughs> bring, bring back the great <laughs> British land shark. <laughs> That's what we've been missing all these years. That was the Hypotheticals podcast. Adriano, where can people find us online? We're all over the place, Andy. Oh, we're everywhere, everywhere. That's right. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just search for Hypotheticals. That is Hypotheticals, the weird way we spell it, but without the R. Yes, and uh, if you would like to leave us a rating on a podcast app of your choice, be that Acast, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, whatever they may be, may take some digging, but if you could leave us a five-star rating, uh, it would mean that we would get more than at least five listeners. We would love you so, so much. And please, why not tell a friend who might enjoy listening to our dulcet tones. And we will see you next time. Bye! Had seven sons, had seven sons, had Father Abraham, and they never loved, ha ha, and they never cried, boo hoo, and they spent all day doing this. Why did we slow down? I don't know. We were both trying to get in sequence with each other and compensate for the delay, I think. All day doing this. Oh, fan bloody tastic! So, have you ever seen the the um the video where basically they've set up a a squirrel catapult? Oh yeah, into a lake, right? Uh oh, I don't know whether it's like it's a bird feeder. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So, it, it, but it's designed so that when a squirrel goes on it, it just absolutely Pew! fires it miles. <laughs> Which I, the one I've seen, they land in a lake and then they swim for shore. If you've seen another right. one where they just get flung indiscriminately, I'm... they just get flung like into a wood, like they just disappear. Oh my God. <laughs> I feel so bad, but it is so funny to look at. It's like a Looney Tunes cartoon, and I really hope they're not suffering because I, I just want to enjoy it. But I, I bet they are. I feel sorry for the squirrel, but equally the visual is amazing. It's so good. It's um, so quick. Just pew goodbye. So. So yeah, that was my idea. You just have a big pile of brains and a big catapult. <laughs> That's good. Um, I like that. And then I had a cruise ship. So mm. I quite like the idea that a load of pensioners came back from a cruise to find that the country has been taken over <laughs> by zombies. So they just start like uh, sailing the high seas um, and basically become pirates. You know what? I'd really like that. Yes, I want... <laughs>
the perpetual cruise ship as the the only survivors. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. OAPs, old age, old age pirates. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Yeah, everyone else, like all the millennials, God, God, I hate them. Like all these uppity younger generations, completely demolished, and it's just the greatest generation. Um, yeah, yeah, just. Oh, and may- maybe they they're slightly less appealing to zombies because you know if they're going a little bit senile, you know the brain's starting to go. Oh, they can smell that. May- maybe zombies are like, eh, I want something a little, little fresher. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe they can just go about their business, like golf, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> they love it because they don't have all these pesky whippersnappers running around anymore. 